You're listening to That Music Podcast with Bryson Tarbett, the curriculum designer and educational consultant behind That Music Teacher and the Elementary Music Summit. Each week, Bryson and his guests will dive into the reality of being an elementary music teacher and how music can truly be transformative in the lives of the students you serve. Show notes and resources mentioned in this episode can be found at thatmusicteacher.com. On today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about folk song retrievals. So I know I've been doing a lot of Kodai content lately here on the podcast, but I just finished my master's degree and I have a lot to talk about. So if you've never heard of a folk song retrieval, or maybe you have heard it and you're like, what does that mean? (laughs) This episode is going to be for you. So Let's back up a little bit and let's talk about what a folk song is first. So when I'm talking about folk song, I'm talking about music that has been passed down through the oral tradition, um, typically from like parent to child or child to sibling or things like that, that have kind of gone through the oral tradition being passed on by rote. When you do your Kodai certification, you have to, part of your certification is creating folk song retrievals. And I like to think of folk song retrievals a couple of ways, one a little bit more boring than the other. So the first one is like academic research on the musical and pedagogical and historical things behind a folk song. Then we have the really dorky way, which is how I like to tell it to my students when they talk about folk songs, which is I like to think of folk songs like Pokemon and <laughs> getting a folk song retrieval is like taking your Pokemon and putting it into your Pokedex. Every Kodai Levels training is probably going to have a little bit of a different template, but it's going to follow the same, you know, main information that's going to be in your retrieval. Obviously, you're going to have the title of the piece, where you found it, so it was it in a print resource or something different, and then also where is the, like, origin of it, like, culturally or geographically or both. You're then going to write out the song in um, standard notation as well as stick notation with the solfa uh, syllables put in there. Um, And that's kind of basically saying, hey, we're taking this and we're putting it in our collection. But now the analysis comes. You're going to talk about the tone set, which is basically like, hey, what pitches are being used? What in the in our solfa, you know, what what syllables are we using? What is the form of this piece? What's the melodic or the rhythmic form? You know, what is the comfortable starting pitch to use this song um, when you're using the song with kids? This is the part that I love most about retrievals, because when I can like, all right, what song, what what pitch do I need to start this on to make sure that it's, it's proper pitch? I can just open up my collection and say, all right, doggy doggy, we're going to start it on A. Perfect. Then you're going to have things like scale type. Um, if there's a game or an activity, you're going to put that in there. Um, what rhythmic elements can it be easily extracted? What melodic elements can be easily extracted? And then you're going to have a section that is focused on the pedagogy of it. So like, yes, this song has a ray in it, but is it necessarily a song that you want to use to prepare ray? Is it a song that maybe you won't use for... Um, preparation of Ray, but maybe you might use it for practice of Ray. So that's kind of what you're noticing, noting in this, um, the pedagogy section, but basically a retrieval itself is just going to have all the information you need about this song on one page or maybe one page front and back. So for instance, I, I use my collection a lot, especially like since I finished my master's degree, I have so many more songs in there than I did before. So being able to have a song kind of go through and say, all right, this is the song that I'm going to be using. I can't remember how the game works. Let's pull it up. And it has the game in there. Perfect. Or maybe I'm like, all right, well, this is a song that I retrieved, but I haven't ever, I've never really used it. I'm not, I can't, or maybe I haven't used it in years. So let's pull it up so I can make sure that I'm singing it right. 
this is basically taking all of those different books that you have with repertoire and is taking, you're going through those repertoire books and saying, all right, these are the ones that I'm going to choose to include in my collection. These are the ones that I think will be easiest or most accepted or most, um, you know, wanted by the children, by the students. And I'm going to put these all in one place so that I don't have to go combing through all these different books. In a typical Kodai folk song collection, you're gonna have an index at the front of it, which is going to tell you basically what songs are in this, what concepts can be used, so you can look it up by, all right, I need a song for Doe. What songs do you have for Doe? And basically it'll tell you what song you have in that collection that goes for that concept. Me and the people that go through Capital University, we actually use a program called iRetrieval that is basically an electronic index. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's not my favorite program, but there are benefits, meaning that, hey, I don't have to handwrite my retrievals. Um, so if you've ever done retrievals by hand, this is probably helpful. Um, there are definitely some drawbacks to it. Um, but being able to have an electronic index is kind of cool because I can just literally just search, you know, dough or, you know, I'm searched by theme. Um, like, hey, I'm doing a song on the water cycle. All right, what songs do I have about rain? And just click rain and it'll search these up. So there are definitely other things out there, whether they be eye retrieval, whether they be a Google sheet, whether it be something in between, um, whether you're just using an old you know, paper index at the front. I love being able to go to my index or go to my collection and just find the song that I want or find a song that I don't know that I need, but I know that I need a specific concept. And that's been super helpful. Obviously, I view myself as a Kodai influence teacher. I went through my Kodai certification. I got my master's in Kodai. So obviously that's kind of where my background is. So if you're sitting there saying, this seems like a lot of work, I get it, it is. So if you don't have any plans on doing a Kodai certification program, that doesn't mean you can't do a retrieval. You just don't have to make it anywhere near as complicated as you would do for a certification program. A Kodai retrieval for a not, you know, just a folk song retrieval that isn't for certification could be as simple as this is the song. I found it from this book. Here's a copy of it. I own the book, so I'm going to make a copy and put it in this binder. Like that could be as simple as you make it. But it could also be, hey, I got this song for, from a handout at OMEA. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to write down, make sure I wrote down who I got it from. Um, and I'm going to put that in that, that binder. And instead of just throwing them all in the binder, you're alphabetizing them. You're, you know, maybe you're planning them by theme. Maybe you're, you're just kind of keeping track of which songs you can use for specific concepts. Oh, the entire idea of a folk song collection and folk song retrievals is to take the incredible amount of repertoire that we have here in the world and pare it down a little bit to the things that can make it a little bit more manageable so that we're not having to reinvent the wheel every time we go down to lesson plan or look for repertoire. I said earlier how I view my folk song collection kind of like my Pokedex, where I'm just going around and I'm collecting all these different Pokemon, collecting all these different folk songs, and I'm just gathering them in one place. And I truly think that is a good way to think about it because I'm not saying it's the only stuff out in there. I'm not saying these are the best songs. I'm not saying these songs in there are songs that I will use for the rest of my career. I've already had to take songs out from my collection that when I put them in the collection, I didn't realize came from a hateful past. So this collection should be a living, breathing document. It shouldn't be something you publish or you do for your masters and then you never look at again. It's something you should be constantly be adding to, constantly taking out, constantly saying, oh, I have this song, but this person told me that, you know, or I went to this session and they had this game and it was so much more fun. Put that in, add it. This is supposed to basically be your guide, your field guide to teaching elementary music. 
So your action items for this episode is if you want to do Kodai training, I highly recommend it. But even if you don't, I want you to just start tracking the stuff that you're using. I want you to start finding stuff. If you find something at a conference, don't just put it in a folder that you'll never look at again. Find a way to organize your resources, to organize your repertoire in a way that you may, will make you actually use them. Because let's be honest, there is so much stuff that we've learned at a conference that you're like, oh, I, will to I love this. This is awesome that you've never done because you forgot about it. And I say that because I know that there are songs and games that I did the exact same thing that are probably sitting on a folder in one of my desk drawers. So your action items are start collecting the resources that you want to collect and keep in your folk song collection. And then if you want to make it a little bit more advanced, feel free. Um, there are plenty of resources out there about, you know, Kodai folk song retrieval templates that you can fill out just for fun or just for your own teaching and not necessarily for a certification. But again, I highly encourage you go through some Kodai certifications if this is something that you think could be helpful in your teaching.